Never my intention to jip NVIDIA out of um, a large amount of dollars by not getting an RTX, but I think it was probably the right thing to do. Yeah, I think when it comes to actual quality of cards, NVIDIA is pretty unbeatable. No, no, no. Just scamming NVIDIA out of money because to get RTX audio before they release the patch to have everyone be able to get it, you had to just insert... Because it was always able to be used without an RTX card. So hmm. you had to just insert a bit of code into the program that would just ignore its scanning for which card you had. That sounds like, in terms of ease of piracy, that sounds like Photoshop levels. Absolutely. Welcome back to Calfire Crackpots. Today we're going to be talking about Saudi Arabia, the meme oh of the God. 21st century. It's amazing <sighs> we haven't talked about it yet. This is going to be a fun one. Um... This is poop trucks, trucks taking um, poop out of Dubai because they don't have a septic system. And then here is, here is, here, here is the, uh, what, there, this is Mecca. And this is turning the holy city into Las Vegas. Um, we'll get into that. But first, big week for news. Mm -hmm. You idiots. It was a uh, book burning in Tennessee. Really? Yes. This is a pretty That's... big scale one. So after Tennessee banned, um, there's a few scoreboards in Tennessee banned the comic book about the Holocaust for there being bad words in it. Oh my god. Um, they burned Harry Potter, and pretty much any other book that like science textbooks pre t talked about evolution. Um. So I went on the YouTube video on the podcast YouTube account and I found some of the uh, comments and <laughs> shit. On Thank here. you, Jesus. You picked me up and turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master. I thank the savior. I thank God. Hell lost another one. I am free. My family is free. My city is free. I believe and receive freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen, Pastor Amen, Locke. Pastor Locke from uh, Red Patriot Mom. Um, so this ad and the recommended, I can't figure out if it's a pro-life ad or um, something about insurance. Term life starts at seventeen dollars. So is that don't uh, that's don't like get a, no. I want to I want to watch the Deliverance from Demons Part One. I it the, the it was just a speech. Um, I I love the live chat. Of course, YouTube is messing with the sound. <laughs> I just realized that and you it's Photoshopped. Just... I just realized that you put in, a but... picture of the sweet baby Ray's bottle next to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> well, I wanted people to know what it was. They didn't think I was stupid. Um, oh, that's boy. happening in Tennessee. That people are stupid. Not doing very good right now. Facebook had the single largest drop in a stock price in American history in a in. Well, like a single day 20? it was something like 200 billion dollars loss of market cap in one day you seem Insanity. to know about more about this than i did it was i it's hard to believe that it really was just because of such a horrible earnings report and ironically it's the first quarterly earnings report they've done under their new uh what is it called like meta incorporated 
meta. Is there very the only thing one? I really yeah. know about meta is how they basically destroyed the company who had the copyright for the name meta. It, yeah, it was like was a, a really, it was a really small consulting firm, and if, like they just got attacked by lawyers like out of nowhere, until they I basically. Want to say there was under. an artist on Instagram that had the um, Instagram handle Metaverse and had had it for over ten years, and suddenly got deactivated a few days before Metaverse made their official account with the Metaverse oh. handle, and it became a pretty big thing. Yeah, it's why are they just such a shit company and it's like there are socially worse companies than them but none of them have the bad as much bad press as facebook yeah like i get it was like um one of the best decisions facebook could have made in terms of continuing the viability of their disgusting decrepit company is buying instagram because so many kids say, I don't want to buy and use Facebook. I'm going to no, get no my data leaked on for the millionth time. But then they <laughs> your data is getting Instagram leaked. Say, well, my friends are on there. Yes, yeah, sis, your data is getting leaked on Instagram. Don't worry about it. Um, Beijing 2022 Xinjiang Bing Chilling Winter Olympics have begun. Um, I don't follow the fucking Olympics. <laughs> I I follow my one or two events. Frankly, yeah, that, I that's don't what I like this year. Um. Well, no, it was really funny because during the Summer Olympics last year, um, everyone at the bike shop made bets for the um 200 kilometer men's road race, and hmm. we all stayed up like on Discord at like 3 a.m. or something for when they finished. It was great. Like there were over a hundred dollars at stake. Oh my god. I, of course, lost miserably because I don't know the first thing about competitive cycling. Um, yeah, the tour is always a big deal at the bike shop. The road race was. But, you know, I'll, I'll probably keep up with snowboarding. But other than that, it's like, I, is it sh- I always, shorter? Yeah. The Olympics are more of a thing you just kind of keep on if you're passing through TV channels instead of like, oh, let me watch all of the events. How much longer do you think it's going to be before they just say fuck it and build like a permanent village somewhere? If they do do it in a permanent area, it's probably either going to be Los Angeles or just some big area that already has a decent amount of infrastructure and public transport. Well, it's certainly not going to be Los Angeles. Who has 2024? Uh, good question. Let's see who's putting in their bids. If I had to guess, multiple Well, that's South already bi- it's it's already done. Beijing. What is 2020, it? Because 2028 is already in Los Angeles. So where's 2024? 2024 Summer Olympics is going to be in Paris. Paris. Okay, that's huh. interesting. I can dig that. I. Okay. That sounds great. I can't wait to see all the audiences on air that have awful $1 berets on. Awful $1 berets. What? Have you ever been? Yeah, I've been to Paris. There weren't that many berets. It was more just pee and homeless people. It's kind of and the it's, it's kind of like Chicago Eiffel Towers. Oh my God, the bronze Eiffel Towers were in full swing. What summer were you there? I was there during the summer of the heat wave. That was summer after I went. So yeah, probably still lots of funny Eiffel Towers. How bad was it? It was. Oh my God, it was so hot. It wasn't How much even was it? How hot was it? 
I don't remember. 38 <laughs> Celsius, if I remember correctly. Oh, shut the fuck up. I don't know how to do those conversions. No, closer to 37 Celsius. 30... What? What is that? Like 97 or 98. Jesus Christ, in Paris? It, on the peak of it, yeah, it was like that in the sun. So what ended up happening is we cut our part in Paris a day short, and we pretty much just moved everything in the day three hours later because going outside was prohibitively hot, and we were all just stuck in the basement of the house because there was no air conditioning, and it was stuffy Parisian-like housing. Excellent. Um, news, it's been really fucking dry on the West Coast in January. Um, it's not too big of a problem. So around, you know, we had a historically wet December on the West Coast and pretty much fuck all this, um, January. But interestingly enough, more snow fell in the, um, December in California than did all of last wet season. And because about half of the wet season happens before March and half of it happens in March, we can still hold out for the March miracle. This is a throwback slide that I took from like episode five or something. But March can make a big difference. This is early versus late March of 2020. Anyway, just a little news item, but let's get to the content. What's in Arabia? Can you answer me that? Um, oil, wastefulness, let's see. It is the caricature of the 21st century. It is, yeah. It's just, I, I, I love how you had a little bit of a Jerry Seinfeld impression. They were like, yeah, yeah, it's the caricature of the 21st <laughs> century. Yeah, look at me. I'm, I'm friends on TV with some guy who's going to give the Laugh Factory a terrible fucking impression. I'm glad we were both about to make the same joke. <laughs> No, Kramer, don't go in there. Kramer, don't go on to the left. <laughs> oh boy, Kramer, I, oh boy, the actor who plays Kramer from Seinfeld is about to go be on stage at the Laugh Factory. I hope he doesn't say anything questionable. I can't believe I got tickets to see uh to see the guy who plays Kramer. Oh man, I've been waiting <laughs> to see this guy for a while. I hope my friend loves him. We and don't know what he's like. What is it? Just like pan over, and it's like. <sighs> some like racially charged nickname and anyway moving on um <laughs> okay so if jackass was a country is what i like to call saudi arabia um pvp enabled zone it, it, i guess so people getting like sawed it's like sawed in half in bathtubs yoda appearing in textbooks did you know about that yeah i think i heard of something like that this picture of Yoda actually made it into a textbook for Saudi children. Um, it's what the king Saudi Arabia didn't notice until they were printed and in classrooms and someone pointed it out. And then it's, it's just Yoda. Like, I don't know how you make that mistake. That's a, it's a very, very, very big mistake to make. I, there's Trump oh, selling, God. um, $13 billion of weapons to Saudi Arabia so that they can kill people in Yemen. That It's a weird country. That poster it's, board looks like something that a kid made for their, like, science competition in middle school. <laughs> and I'm, Trump I'm just, just, like, pulled it off of the private, sheltered kid DC school. Why is 
every single picture of Trump, him doing that with his mouth. He, I, that's a very good question. It's always like that. He always has that. And that's like, that's 2017 Donald Trump. So like now he looks tired, but like 27, 2016, 2017 Trump, like actually looked like he had some type of motivation. Now he just looks so tired. Yeah. So of course, you know, he, yeah. 2016, on the spray Trump tin. was terrifying. Oh yeah. Cause then it was, this is actually someone who could dismantle the country. Now it's someone who's already dismantled the country, but now they're old. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, Saudi Arabia. It's hot. It's Sandy. Daily averages in the summer or in the hundred tens. It's basically just a desert. You can't live there. It's a relatively big country, but it's almost inhospitable land. And pretty much everyone thought so throughout history until, whoops, Saudi Aramco came along. So my favorite story is that Standard Oil of California basically went into Saudi Arabia and someone was like, you know, I think there's probably oil here. They didn't they didn't know that there was oil there. They had no idea, but they just drove there and sure enough the largest single oil field in a country was discovered. And through consolidation, all these oil companies formed into Saudi Aramco, which today is the third largest market cap in the world at about two trillion dollars. That's disgusting. Oh, look at that Facebook. <laughs> Oh. Berkshire Hathaway tossed him up. Nice. In- Nvidia is number ten, huh? It is. Yes, Nvidia's been doing well for themselves, but they'd be number four if you didn't, if you had stopped pirating RTX voice. <laughs> Tesla's number six. Jesus. I guess Elon Musk had to like get that insanely wealthy somehow, but yeah, it surprises me. Alphabet isn't richer. It makes sense. They're certainly up there, but I can't see them passing up Saudi Aramco. And yeah, at least not in the short term. And then from this kind of funny map of the oil drums, they have by far the largest market cap almost combined of any fossil fuel industry in the world. Um, They control all of this Saudi oil infrastructure. And interestingly, only part of them is publicly traded. Most of it is owned by... The House of Saud, which is about a collection of 2,000 or so really wealthy Saudi people that control the throne. And they have about $1.4 trillion of wealth in between them all. So what are you going to do with all that money? Are you going to spend it responsibly to make your country a better place to live? I think, uh, well, you. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You could do that. No, no, no or... yeah, you could. Or you could make some really tall buildings. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If if people starving means our buildings can be a little bit taller, mm-hmm. then make a big city in the desert. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that. But another good picture of Trump. What was the context for this photo? I've, I've had this photo sent to me by <laughs> a few friends a lot. And them all holding the orb is a very very good representation of 
I mean, that and just the giant room of Saudi elite that it's literally like control the it, government. It's like the 4chan of, like, pull the octopus, and it's like nothing is beyond our reach. Yeah. So, politics and controversy. So, let's start at the holy city of Mecca. Uh, only Muslims are allowed in Mecca. So, that's why I think this, like, fucking Joe Tourist from, at like, Huntsville, Alabama pointing at the Muslim-only road sign is probably one of the best pictures on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And this is what Mecca looks like now. And you can see they've bulldozed this entire stretch of urban neighborhood to build a promenade where you can buy a $250,000 watch. But, so, this is the Kaaba. It's part of the Muslim tradition. I don't quite understand it, where you go there, it, it's the most holy site in islam and you circle around it you buy your two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch and then you go home yeah but part of the problem is um the saudi throne has basically unilaterally said it can decide who is muslim and who isn't so they can just toss you out for no reason they can arrest you for no reason it's a, it's not it's a pretty dangerous place to be if you're not muslim mostly because you know you can't be there uh yeah. but what they've essentially done is they've turned the hajj into like going to las vegas you can gamble there you can buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch you can stay at this middle finger of a hotel and yeah you buy your two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch take a segue around the, the Kaaba and go home. And that's what they're trying to turn it into. So much so that they're trying to build this fucking thing. This is this is an affront to God. <laughs> the final look, it's not Allah. Is that like, just an insanely large common area leading down to the Kaaba? So this isn't this what's really interesting is that this isn't going to solve the problem of capacity because you still need to circle around the the Kaaba. So what you've essentially done is you've created this giant promenade for worship and then you still have the same bottleneck problem. My favorite is when that this this promenade area, um the main area was under construction, they created a seven-story tall um like balcony like of seven layers around the kebab to just circle around it's a weird city man my favorite part's the rail rail infrastructure though because the city is only about like a million or so people and its population like triples like every year so they just have depots and depots full of empty trains just sitting there for the rest of the year and then like someone just flips a switch and they all activate oh my god <laughs> It's like Olympic level of traffic infrastructure. Yeah, and so it, it, they, they have it really quite good. You know, you bulldoze the poor neighborhoods and then you build a giant wall of $250,000 watch doors to keep them out so you can have the rich Saudis go buy their $250,000 watch, circle around the Kaaba seven times and leave. It's excellent. And they can stay at one of these rich fuck you hotels along the way. Yeah. But there's more. There's more politics and controversy. There is. Who do you think all this shit's built by? Uh, poor people, mostly. Unpaid migrant labor. Yeah, yeah so they'll, they'll bring in people from India or Africa or wherever, um, not pay them, steal their passports, and force them to work. 
uh, to that serve. That sounds about right. That's that. That is how you serve Allah. That's my guess. Um, As most countries are built, this one too should be built on the ground of migrant labor. Oh, absolutely. So what they've essentially done is the newest crisis for Saudi uh, migrant laborers is that. So the, the throne hasn't paid them, and it's stranded them in a village in the middle of the desert, and now they just live there. Really? Yeah. And you know, is it just you just have all these there? pretty much. And going back to the first politics slide, you have these lovely cranes. I'm, I'm sure they give you a beautiful view of the city. So you know, you just sit on the crane, try not to think about the French guy who has your passport in a safe somewhere, and you just build the affronts to God. My favorite story is they take their only Muslim rule for the city extremely seriously so when there was a hostage crisis there a few years back um they made the french swat team that was brought in to deal with it temporarily convert to islam so that they could liberate the hostages and then renounce islam as soon as they left i think on paper they decided oh you know it's going to be easier and it's going to make it more obvious that we care about this if we just convert the people to islam and then we're holding by a rule. In reality, it makes their rule seem ridiculous. Absolutely. And it's like, part of the problem is just that having um, a politically motivated country have such an authority over one of humanity's largest religions is so problematic because they can say, if they're having a bad time, as they often are with another country, they can just say, people from this country aren't real Muslims. And then they can't they can't do the Hajj, which is extremely sacred in Muslim faith. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then of course they're doing bombings in Yemen for next to no reason. That's kind of problematic. But there's also more. So this is uh, Osama bin Shalman, and long story short he was kind of lured into a turkish embassy sorry a saudi embassy in turkey in october 2018 and basically sawed into 15 pieces in a uh, bathtub and the problem is he was a columnist for the washington post yeah and what the saudi throne didn't really expect is that there's kind of a solidarity among western journalism so Pretty much all journalists covered this extensively. There was super bad press. A bunch of foreign investment got pulled out of Saudi Arabia, and their economy kind of collapsed. Um, that's some controversy. And then, of course, Saudi Aramco is the largest contributor to carbon dioxide emissions, and they're the largest state-owned company contributing to carbon dioxide emissions. So, not so good. Yeah, not so but, good. So, here's the thing. There's only so much money I think you can have reasonably. So, you know, on that trail near our house, when you come out, um, and there's that one stretch of a road with just insane fuck you houses. Oh, where yeah. There's, like, the stupid-ass sculptures out in front. Yep, I to do. To me, s- stupid sculptures are an American safety valve for money once, you know, too much once you have too much money. So yeah, for there's example, one decently close to us that has what is it? Just a giant bear fountain, 
uh bear adornments on the metal gate uh i think it's supposed to have like a few bears on the driveway like a bear manor if that's not an example of just far too much money i have no idea what is people are starving like a few miles from you (laughs) yeah anyway so i'm stealing this bit from well there's your problem but it's really good so imagine i'm a pot we're a podcast right yeah and let's say we get a patreon and for some reason people want to give us money there's only so much we can spend money on to improve our podcast, right? We could, yeah, we could after get, after a while, we could, we're just buying diamond adornments for the, we could get mic better mics. Stand. We might be able to get a better chair, maybe upgrade the computer, maybe get some of that egg, f- extremely flammable, uh, noise canceling foam on the wall. Oh, but at I some point, some of that. oh my God, was it actually acoustic foam? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Cause the thing is. If you just bought egg crate foam insulation, it technically does the same thing, except it's not fireproof, and they release cyanide fumes and go up into smoke super easily. That's how the station nightclub fire happened, and about 200 people died. Oh, huh. Yeah, so, PSA, we are a podcast that is focused on safe podcasting setups. If you have uh, acoustic foam, make sure you actually bought it as acoustic foam, not egg crate insulation. Anyway. The same is true with oil extraction, right? So I might be able to buy fancier wells, buy some new pipelines, but I'm going to run out of shit to spend money on. So I'm going to be stupid about it. So this is the first of Saudi's vanity projects. So they want to build a city, well, our building, a city that is one kilometer wide and 170 kilometers long called the Line City. Or Neom. Yep. It is 170 kilometers long by one kilometer wide. That's And just kind of reading off some of the uh, the literature here. So starting here, they got layers. So, right, the transport layer, ultra high speed trains. And then the service layer, of course, is, you know, they say it's going to be automated utilities and logistic, but no, it's going to be migrant slaves. And then... A carless essential services will be in a five-minute walk. That's just How's not true. And they say you can travel from end to end in 20 minutes. Okay, I did the math. 170 kilometers divided by 0.3 hours is... I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 0.3 is 316 miles per hour. We have trains that can go faster than that. Except... That's assuming I start at one end, and then and there's... At, and there's... I. I at a constant velocity. There is no build-up time and there is no stopping time. I am going at that speed the entire time. Yeah, and it's really, like it's... and it's like this mega city that's going to cost so much money is going to be about the size of Cleveland. <laughs> they act like it's not going to be a big deal to get from one side to the other, and you'll never have to really walk or and take the train this has a it, it's going up mountains too because they want to have like minecraft style different biomes like a coast a desert mountains and an upper valley so you're going to need to go uphill too and these what are some steep mountains like, where they want want to build it what happens if you're on the edge in the coastal zone and you want to go to the hospital but the <laughs> hospital's in the mountains no you can take a you bullet just have train. to take the train and get on like a 20 stop train in order to get out there well, no, because all essential infrastructure will be a five-minute walk. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, okay. that totally a f- solves it. A five minute walk is like maybe a f- back. is a few hundred meters. That's They're not wide. even a kilometer just, across. Oh. So like, that's assuming that there's just the whole entire thing is skyscrapers. In yeah. which case, the hundred and fifty billion dollar price tag is grossly underestimating this. It's like the last episode all over again, where people just come up with the worst possible solutions. Yeah. Like, it's... Hey, what if we just, you know, rotated the moon and adjusted the orbit? Like, no. No, don't make that happen and just stop making line cities. Don't pretend that works. And you know how, I, how a few episodes ago, one of the solutions to climate change was floating cities? <sighs> well, we got a floating city right here. It's it's the Hexagon, the region of Neom. So it's probably going to be the coastal end. But man, you got a floating fucking city. It is shaped like an octagon, isn't it? It is. More mega projects. We're not done. So they've built the biggest airport in the world, 300 square miles, which is pretty much the same size as all five boroughs of New York City. This is what it looks like from above. You might notice there's only about one runway. And look at this. They got greenhouses. They got a mosque. Insane terminals. For a city with a population the size of Phoenix. Oh my god. <laughs> but everyone and, there is incredibly rich oil baron. Yeah. And this is interesting. The construction or announcement of the construction of the tallest building in the world has predicted almost every major economic crash. Really? So... Yeah, so the Chrysler Building was completed right before the Great Depression. Uh, the World Trade Center was completed right before um, the nineteen seventy three economic crisis, which collapse of Bretton Woods, OPEC price rises, blah blah blah. Yeah, and the Petronas Towers predicted the nineteen ninety seven Asian housing bubble. The Burj Khalifa, I'm sorry, the Taipei one hundred one predicted that ushousing.com bubble and the Burj Khalifa predicted the Great Recession and the Kingdom Tower predicted the 2020 recession. (laughs) That's a crazy like pattern. No, it's so good because you only announce the construction of the new tallest building in the world when you have just wait there's just way too much money and there's a bubble. Well, there's way yeah, too much. You tall- think you have much money because it's such a flagrant display of wealth, and it's like, look at us. We're on top of the fucking world. The only place to go is down. Yeah, suppose you do just kind of make the tallest building in the world when you want to prove how much money you have, and, and then you have a lot of money well, in a bubble. Well, no, the thing, the th- the thing is, it's like banks are lending money they haven't got to other banks who donate the non-existent money to Saudi financiers who want to build the new tallest building and then construction <laughs> starts and they find out oh fuck that doesn't exist Kingdom Tower was halted for um they like poured the foundation and then COVID happened and then I think they're back at it now huh. that's supposed to be a tennis court up there really? yep that's so what happens? Okay, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'm playing tennis. We're, you know what? You and me, we're doing doubles. We're going against. Yes. Uh, we're going against, we're going against um, whoever. Doesn't matter. But no, no, we need to find out who we're going against. Um, the, the Saudi king, but the young one. The Saudi king, but the young one, and Kamal Bashar Harris. Bashar al-Assad. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we had different ideas, but regardless, um, <laughs> they probably so wouldn't we're doing get doubles at all. <laughs> and what happens if I hit it a little bit too hard? You know, I'm not very mm-hmm. good at tennis, and it just goes off the edge. Well, because the thing is, if it hits someone who is on the street, they're too poor to be in the tallest building in the world. So, I mean, what does it matter? You don't care. Or we could just, oh, what if we just cover it in a uh, hyper-futuristic dome that somehow is chalked up at $100 million? <laughs> I I didn't put this on the on the slides, but there was a pl- they had a plan to build one that was so tall... The, con- the engineering consulting firm that was drawing up plans for it was actually needing to consider the fact that there wouldn't be enough oxygen up there for people to breathe. So what would that be? Like more than 20,000 feet? Yes, it was kind of... You'd just, have to have no, like a pressurized no, cabin in the penthouse apartments? It was, it, it was like ten. It was like more than 10,000. So like it would be... It would be rough, especially if you were starting out at sea level with no acclimation period. Like, Jesus Christ, man. You and me, we gotta find oil under Chicago. This seems like the easy way. It's like we need to turn Chicago into a Saudi Arabian megacity. So what would that look like? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Let's so see. we we need to have everyone is living in like a skyscraper, right? So Chicago proper is only like Chicago proper would probably narrow down to the loop, and everything yeah. else around it would be migrant housing. Yes, and the Chicago and then everything police around department that would be migrant needs housing. to have. Uh, Bugattis. And no, then, no, they, they they'd have they'd have like the uh the, the they'd have like cyber trucks or something. In my head, canon Naperville is the city that ends up becoming the oil well, just the yes. massive deposit. Where would we find oil? Um, you'd find oil in the really rich spot, but they would fudge the reports to say that it was in the really poor spot, so it's easier to you know get rid of all the land. Yeah, they definitely, like, say, oh, we've struck oil in, like, Stickney or somewhere. Yeah. Good news, everyone. We've stu- we've struck oil in, uh, Anglewood or something like that. <laughs> yeah. One of those weird, no. obscure, um, towns that just is only, like, connected by the highway. Yeah. Oh, God. Those fucking towns. No, that's got to be an I ninety Skyway town because like no one's gonna question it. Yeah, it's my favorite part about Chicago urban planning, is when that the hood was just so messed up that they said we're gonna build the highway above this. Like we're not even gonna have it on the ground. Yeah, you know I when everyone thought they built. I I honestly thought they built it above just so they could get past the fact of like. It's bad, and if we have to displace these people, we're going to have to address it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, at least Chicago didn't displace uh, the, the poor neighborhoods with building their um, the I-90. They just kind of built over them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so you got no water is the problem. It's the middle of the fucking desert. And the weird thing about Saudi Arabia is because they gained all of this wealth they were basically 
nothing existed in there before the 30s. So they didn't have the experience of needing to build small roads, small towns developing into larger towns, developing into cities. So they basically started from tier one on the tech tree with all of the tools. It's like when you're playing Minecraft in creative mode and you build your house out of diamond blocks. Yeah. It's not practical in any way because you didn't start from somewhere. So that is to say that, okay, we should build roads to get to the city. Okay, we don't have an asphalt plant to build roads. Okay, well, let's get the equipment to make an asphalt plant. Well, we don't – oh, that that's big equipment. We need some type of seaport to get that from a ship. Oh, okay, well, we don't have a seaport. Okay, how do we build a seaport with asphalt? Those are the those are the problems they're running into, so that's why most of their cities don't have a septic system, and that's they just why never had the time to make it. They need to truck their sewage out to the ocean in hundreds and hundreds of identical trucks. They and just you might it in wonder, the ocean, huh? Th these are identical-looking bulk, non-valuable cargo. Why don't they just use a train? They don't have any train tracks. <laughs> it's just their infrastructure is so surface level that if any of their towns lost power for any extended period of time, everyone in there would be fucked. Yeah. And then, of course, all of their water is coming from groundwater. Groundwater is replenished by rainwater. Rainwater is becoming more scarce. When your drought monitor looks like this. This makes California look like fucking West Virginia. Yeah. Oh my god. I Oh, that's not so good. The folks. the little magenta color is our bad one, right? Yeah, uh yeah, purple is like mega like 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 you better pick up and move the town 5 roads, like 5 miles. But <laughs> this is kind of misleading because the cities are like here and here. And the drought's not that bad there. The droughts are mainly in the areas where it's either poor neighborhoods, so they don't care, or there's, like, literally nothing there. Because remember, this yeah. this is this is just all a desert. And then, of course, all their cities are directly on the coast, so sea level rise, except that floating one in uh, Neom. Average temperature's going up. So, what do you think the lovely people in Saudi Arabia are going to do about this? Um, I think that... Either we go full tilt and we enjoy it while it lasts, which I think will be more fun, frankly. Let's well, get some buildings that the thing is, take the curvature of the earth into account. Saudi Arabia but, yeah. has probably the best chance at like not having to worry about that because at their current capacity, oil reserves in their borders will last for another 250 years. Really? Including yeah. like all the export? At their current level of extraction, about 250 years. Wow. Well, that's, that's crazy. Hmm. The thing about that is, is it going to be the same profitability? Well, at, absolutely not. But the thing is, they could totally help the world wean slowly off of fossil fuels. And instead, of course, they're part of OPEC, so they're going to be like, well, no, we should just keep the price of oil as low as possible for as long as possible so that people realize it's bad. No, that's not how you make it bad. OPEC, can you please just raise the price on oil again? Mm-hmm. Do it again, please. I know you I know you already did it, but please do it again. Yeah. I'm a fan of OPEC raising the price on oil. 
more fan of everyone racing the price on oil. Oh, absolutely. I love um, seeing the giant pickup truck pull to the gas station and spend $300 on gas because they drive a truck with, like, gas station the modified exhaust the, pipe um, that goes up and off the top. Has the uh, Joe Biden I did that stickers on the gas pumps? Oh, my God. And in case you're a, um, a, a Republican in the uh, dirtbag leftist podcasting scene, um, here's some wisdom for you. If... The, if you are so affected by a slight raise in gas prices such that you feel compelled to put pictures of the president who has nothing to do with this um, like on the gas pump, maybe you should reconsider how much gas your car actually needs and if you need that vehicle. Yeah. Because it's you like – You see someone with like a mini car posting those signs. It's always someone with a, just like a Ram truck. Like, Jesus Christ, I've never seen someone put them up, but I have seen, um, the, 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 the uh, I did that, and then there was, uh, furry smut where Joe Biden was pointing. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, but I saw that one in real life. It was in Wisconsin. So, there are still good people in Wisconsin. <laughs> there are still good people in Wisconsin. There are still good people in Wisconsin. Come out with your hands up and support Wisconsin policy. <laughs> I hate Wisconsin. I hate Wisconsin. I hate Wisconsin. And I don't know if you know this, but I haven't really been able to find a good resource on this. How exactly are oil companies planning to go carbon neutral? Because isn't that antithetical to their business besides carbon capture? My first guess would be either... They continue to use the same amount of oil and mine the same amount, and they're just offsetting it by doing, you know, tree planting and whatever. Or alternatively, they're hedging their investments into alternative energy over time in such a way that eventually, you know, um, any given oil company, just like Saudi Aramco, can turn into a solar company. Yeah, that's what I, I I was kind of seeing reforestation and carbon capture to offset and then gradual um uh diversification of their holdings. Um uh, but I, a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, a lot of it's bullshit. That's why it doesn't really make sense. Um, yeah, that's a very long-winded promise too. 2060, whoever made 20- that promise is going to be either dead or retired by then and the new guy will say, "Well, you know, that was their plan. Our plans for 2100." Yeah, a lot of the plans with carbon neutrality and oil companies are generally designed to get politicians off their back. Um, really, the only, the only really good thing is if we could turn the clocks back a hundred years, would be to immediately privatize oil production. So it would yeah. be to a government's benefit to slowly phase out oil over time. Not no one ever vice knew. Versa. No one was ever ready for. All of the weird integration and trusts and insane and it's like things we're, that people would we're think studying a push like like an a push like World War One. We were so close to nationalizing the electric grid and the railroads in World War One. If World War One had gone on for another year, we would probably have bullet trains across the country right now. It's crazy to think of it like that. Ugh. Anyway, so phase out in in general of oil is 
it's it it needs to happen whether we like it or not. That situation that we mentioned with the 250 years of oil in Saudi Arabia is hella isolated. That's not that's not the case for most other countries. Most other countries have maybe a few more decades before oil becomes significantly more energy intensive to pump out of the ground. We're going to need to phase out oil in the next 30 or so years, whether we want to or not. It's just the cards are in our hands, whether or not it's going to be a gradual or violent shift. Yeah, it's insane what, even right now, coal is in a really weird spot because the most potent, pure, unadulterated type of coal, anthracite, is really only available and practically mineable out of a handful of areas in Pennsylvania. Very, very small deposits are still left because we've been doing it since, I mean, pretty much before the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. But dirtier coal that exists in more unorthodox spots is still very easily mineable. It's fucking everywhere. We will never run out of coal. So long (laughs) as you literally blow and scrape the tops of mountains off. Yeah, you're destroying the entire landscape. It is called mountaintop removal, and you can look it up. It is insane. I should probably include a picture of that. Yeah, it's literally just if someone took like a big chainsaw and cut off the top of a mountain. It's it's not a good practice. Coal is generally the first thing to phase out. It's such an antiquated fuel that's so impractical, especially in the modern world, that it's really only used in power generation, and even then, there have really been no new coal plants built, and they're all shutting down in the next little while yeah but yeah that's 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 how that's how it be with coal um yeah in in general if there's anything you can take from this discussion about saudi arabia it's that this is where just nothing but it's such a hunger for exploiting resources and just this is the fuck around country. It's if you don't care about anything else besides oil extraction and growing wealth for your throne, this is what happens. And if you don't like this model for what the planet has become, this if the entire world followed what Saudi Arabia is doing, the entire world would be like this. And it's just best to look at this and think about, is this the type of future that I would want to live in and live accordingly? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've like fucking given up. An end. Yes, um, the next episode, I've I've given up on what to call them, um, because the next episode, it's almost never on what the next episode actually is. So the next episode is going to be on Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Some about England, maybe. I don't know because what happens is I. This is a little bit of a behind the scenes on the Cal Fire Crackpots production is I have like a bank of episode topics I think I want to do. And then usually around midweek, I'll start doing research. If I don't like it, I'll pick another one. And then I and then I start making the slides and then we usually record on Saturday night or Sunday. And if I don't like what I'm researching midway through, I'll probably just pick something else. And because I just choose a random one for the next episode, they're almost never on that. So it might be about England. It might not. Depends how my research is. I would love to talk shit about Brexit, though. Oh, yeah. I have an insane amount of research on Brexit that's just chilling on my computer. 
Well, if you'd like to help me on the slides, because we're going to need to get this um, one together pretty fast and probably record before the end of the week, because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. Oh, so if you'd like to help out with like a Brexit one. Yeah. Excellent. I'm eating some bomb cheesecake, so that's my shout out. All right, my shout out would probably be to uh, who was that fella from a few slides ago? Um, what fella? I'm looking through the fellas right now. My shout outs to the giant orb of the Earth at the uh, climate meet. Oh, was God. that a climate meet? Maybe. I I thought it was like at a mall or something that they opened. Yeah, it's just at a mall. If you want to learn more about Saudi vanity projects, uh, go to Well, there's your problem. Um, our absolute inspiration. Um, do you listen to them? I do not. I don't you listen should. to very many podcasts. You ironically, really should. Um, <laughs> that's fair because I know a lot of like people who podcast, and they're like, "Yeah, I, we don't listen to other podcasts." Uh, <laughs> I could see that. You're too busy making your own. Um, that's it. Also, shout out to Psychic Dolphin Garage, and hello to all of you who are here now. From them, they posted our episode like two days ago. Oh yeah, good stuff. Alright, excellent. The point of contention is how they act. Where you draw the line will set you free. Don't obey so